0: This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to the Hub. Hey, welcome, welcome back to Unlock Astrology with the Unlocker, Mr. Samuel Reynolds. Uh, we're gonna do modalities because we promised. We are could. okay. What is, what are modalities, and what is so? This
1: mean? Can I share my screen?
0: Yes, hold on. Let me uh, give you the ability to do that. Give you the power. Boom. I got the power, right? So let me, Yes, sir.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is kind of one thing that we can keep relatively brief. And this is from my, my class that I teach in the 31. And one of the things that I, I want to talk about, I'll speak through this introduction, is when we talk about the modalities, you know, because I break it down in terms of numbers, we are talking about looking at each of the signs and breaking them down into groups of four as they relate to energy and how that energy operates in the cosmos. So we have cardinal signs that really are sharp and striking, and by virtue of their nature, they're being sharp and striking and kind of leading. They often, at least in tropical astrology, are associated with leading seasons. So we have, as the cardinal signs, Aries, which for spring, Cancer for summer, Libra for fall, and in Capricorn for winter. So their nature is much more related to making something happen, you know, push, pushing things forward, um, leading the way. Fixed signs, which are Taurus, Leo, Scorpio and Aquarius. Take the energy that has been now started by the cardinal signs and they maintain. And when I say maintain, they're also preventing something else from changing, right? So there are ways in which we now establish the season. Um, So Taurus is establishing the full power of spring. Leo is establishing the full power of summer. Scorpio is doing the same thing for fall. And by the time that we get to Aquarius, it's break cold in the Northern Hemisphere, right? So it's ways by which we also have the holding down the space by which either the sun has kind of come closer, farther away um, in terms of the, the maintenance of the cycle or the season or the energy that's been started. When we get to mutable though, now we're going more so between of certain permissiveness, right, of changeability, and then at the same time of trying to hold things on. So for instance, you know, we just got into Taurus season. So things are fixed, but in a month's time, roughly, you're gonna go into mutable Gemini. So the signs, by the way, the mutable signs are Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces. These are all mutable signs. And they're kind of the in-between points. They're kind of the transitions where you may feel um, the sign to come, the next cardinal energy that's coming in, that's gonna roll in, but at the same time you're dealing with the remainder of the energy. So you're feeling the power of spring still in Gemini, but you also may feel some rush of the summer where it may get hotter. Same thing for Virgo in terms, especially in the Northern Hemisphere, where you might have the cold snap that comes in, but you might also have, quote unquote, Indian summer. Sagittarius, where we also have this changeability to it. And this also relates to the nature of the signs, by the way, even though I'm relating it to the weather, I'm relating it to the seasons. It goes beyond that, where these four signs also relate, you know, especially Gemini, Virgo, Sagittarius, and Pisces, relate to a certain changeability and flexibility. And they all have one of the same two rulers, Mercury or Jupiter, uh, which is not true for the others, right? Um, The others will have like a mix of Mars or uh, Venus, or it may have sun or moon, so that will be, or Saturn. um, So it'll be a little different, whereas, you know, mutable really kind of operates along a certain axis, but loves the idea of change. So I call them the forces of God, and they highlight something that I relate to, even though I talked about the four elements, the tetragrammaton, where I'm talking about the yod, because you have to read Hebrew from right to left, yod he, vav he, you might say like, well, what's that got to do with you know, that, the energy? There are only three letters here, right? One, two, three, this is just a repeat, right? So it's the movement of these three energies as we experience like cardinal fixed mutable that also relates to the dimension of four. And you might say like, so what? Well, this goes to something I talk about with understanding astrology, which is more the, three, the mystery of three and four, which gives us the pyramid to some degree, which is also what the Egyptians used. And that's kind of the coalescence of spirit and form, which we see in the elements, which we see in the qualities, And this also gives us the sense of the 12, if we multiply them, we get the 12 signs of the Zodiac, four and three. If we add them, we get the seven harmonics of the traditional viewable planets. And then if we subtract three from four, we get the one. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about the dynamics of four and three, in terms of the forces of God matched with more what's material, rather than what's more in the spiritual, then this is what we say is the mystery or the essence of astrology.
0: Wow. Okay. So that's pretty much it. All right. Um, so, you know, when you, you call it God, sure. make sure that let, let's like really explain, you know, is it the God that I pray to? Is it the God that you pray to, the forces of God? How? You know, because now, again, people are going to say you're mixing, you know, this witchcraft stuff with the divine what what do you say to that?
1: I would say it's already embedded in the religion so if we're talking about the Abrahamic religions, right Islam, Judaism and Christianity, yes, then I am talking about your God right in the sense that this name, which is definitely used in Judaism and Christianity is you know whether we're talking about the Elohim or whatever name the Yodhei vohe, that's that's literally within the religion and also also referenced related to the bible
0: so right? this 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 these three letters spell the name of god
1: supposedly the yod heh heh yes okay
0: yeah
1: i mean so it's translated in english you know whether that's right or wrong depending on how you want to say it as jehovah mm-hmm. right but you know or yahweh in some traditions but as i said it was often um ineffable and most good jews don't say it they'll right. say elohim or the hashem right um, christians are the ones who feel more familiar and i think that's more because of the greek and roman influence and in kind of adding things like so for instance if we wanted to be strict and say like you know well i believe in jesus christ you believe in in, in a hebrew carpenter who became the messiah the Moshiach. yes okay, he probably went by the name Yeshua, right? There was no J you know, used in you know, being that Hebrew um, or that Jew. So I think that's important if we're talking about the identity related to things. Now going back to your, what I think is the essence of your question is that when we talk about the three, what's fascinating even with Christianity is that we see that you know, even as I mentioned, the Trinity and the triumvirate of Hindu gods, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, you know, um, and how we have three manifestations that relate to the one.
0: Mm.
1: And that's how we also have three states of matter, right? So this is a, a similar articulation. It's just through astrology. And then when I talk about the quality of four, it's talking about the, the notion of the base note or how we have a base structure, like we talk about a pyramid. Here, we have a pyramid that may have three points um, at it for each side but then it has four sides. Again, the mixture of three and four, the mystery of three and four. So whether we're talking about it in Egypt, whether we're talking about it, you know, in terms of Abrahamic lore, and we can't forget, Abraham came from Chaldea, a land of astrologers. And one of the things that God even says in the Bible is he directs Abraham to look into the sky and count, you know, try to count, you know, the stars in the sky and say, your children, your descendants will be as numerous as that. You're like, well, that doesn't indicate he was an astrologer. Well, why did he direct him to look at the sky? Because he was used to it. Mm. He was an astrologer. I would, love, that. I would love for you to break
0: that down one day. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, thank you for this. I appreciate you. And I appreciate uh,
1: being here. Thank you. And I appreciate your listeners and viewers. Thank
0: you. I'm so grateful that we have this space and I can't tell you enough how freeing it is to uh, allow myself. I don't know if anyone else feels this way to be open to this in a way that is uh, fulfilling, you know, uh, and and forcing me to at least look at myself in in a more broad way. So I, I thank you for that. You did that, Sam
1: thank you Not so yeah thank you all right follow him at
0: sf reynolds on twitter and of course when i'm
1: back on twitter after When you're back
0: when you know whenever they see this <laughs> sf reynolds on twitter and unlockastrology.com thank you so much
1: i thank you